Welcome to the Geek Bits Podcast with your hosts, Mike, David, and Craig. All right, well, welcome to the new Geek Bits podcast. This is episode three, but it's technically the first official uh, release of the Geek Bits podcast. And uh, we have the new studio room here at the Geek Pub set up, and this will be our new studio going forward. Um, Craig, unfortunately, is not able to join us here physically because um, he may have been exposed to COVID. So Craig is uh, virtually here on my laptop on a Zoom meeting. Sorry, and, guys. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit him in um, into the uh, to the video when we get uh, when we do it in post production, so um, you'll get to see him for those who are watching on YouTube. Um, today's episode is going to be um, called "How's Your Brain," and so <laughs> there's a funny story behind this, and uh, we'll get to it in a second. But it's going to be all about thinking about you know what it means to be you, what is consciousness, and all of the things that that go along with that, you know. And we'll talk about some crazy things like making clones of each other, and and are those really you, and all those types of things. And so. Um, that's today's topic. So we'll start with, I don't know, I think maybe David, would you like to tell us uh, how we came up with the title of this video? Well, Mike <laughs> came up with the title, but how is your brain is sort of a catchphrase that I've used for years when I, you know, some people they're like, hey, how's it going or whatever. Or, you know, like if you just saw somebody who was injured, like they injured their knee or something, they're like, hey, man, how's your knee or something like that. And uh, I just always thought it wouldn't be funny, you know, like if somebody had an issue with their brain, you're like, hey, man, how's your brain? You know, it just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you've been anyway, doing that just, since we were kids. So I just <laughs> I just say that to, you know, my friends and family, like when I when I meet up with them, hey, man, how's your brain? <laughs> and uh, So anyway, you're, you're asking about the most important thing. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the that's the that is what makes you you. Or is it? <laughs> so that's the topic of today's podcast. And uh, so I think um, I want to start with uh, the kind of a, a thought experiment here that I know a lot of people have heard and we've heard before, but I, I want to start it with that because I think it'll get us going with, uh, with the topic. And so there is this, uh, this concept of um, if you make a clone of yourself, is that clone really you or is it a new human being, right? Is it a new consciousness um, or sure. is it you just in two places at the same time? And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, no, that's that's a completely different person. It's, it's, it's the second that you split it, it's a completely different person. And so um, I want you to imagine for a moment that there's a there's a Star Trek transporter that we have that technology but we don't have spaceships and all that we just have we can go from one uh, city to another and um, so like there's transporter pods in like let's say London and there's one in Dallas right so let's right. say that Craig let's say Craig you go get on the the transporter and the way this transporter works by the way is it is actually transmits the data about you to the other side but it doesn't actually transmit your actual matter uh, pattern like 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 your actual sorry your pattern is actual matter right like your your actual the molecules um, of your atoms, body right like like those are just going to get destroyed and thrown in the garbage dumpster and actually what we're going to do is we're going to recycle those and the next person that comes through the transporter we're going to use your matter to make them right so um so we do that and we send you off to the other side you, you wind up in london and you go about your day 
and you say, hey, that's that's great. You know, I, I, I took the transporter and, and I'm there. Now, what would happen if you found out later on that day that actually you are still back in Dallas, that something went wrong with the machine and you didn't make it there? And you're like, but I'm here. I'm here in London. I made it, right? Now, the government wants to destroy the, 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 one of the you that's in London because you weren't you. supposed to be there in the first place. Now think about that for a minute. <laughs> the way I've heard it, to destroy the one in Dallas because that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> either was, way, either yeah. way. Let's say that that's what they want to do. They want to destroy the U in Dallas because the real U is now in London. I, I just care about which one I end up at. That's all I care about. <laughs> so okay, so that yeah. Craig, you nailed it. So which one are you? <laughs> so I mean, it goes back to, I mean, yeah, I've, I've always heard this, um, you know, this anecdote of. Um, where you're the one that's still in Dallas, like you never transported and they're like, oh, please step back onto the platform. We have to destroy your molecules. And you're like, but no, I'm, no! I'm they're like, no, we already teleported you. It's, it's cool. But like, from your perspective, you are the real you. Um, and, you know, from the perspective of whoever the being is in Dallas, that's the real you. So it's sort of, it's kind of subjective to the point yeah. of consciousness, for lack of a better word, of like, you know, I care about me. I'm the, you know, the, you know, the first party person that's that's going to feel the disintegration ray or, just, you know, get blocked <laughs> well, no, out. No, it's going to be, it's, it's painless. We're going to, we'll make it painless. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've spent a great deal thinking about this conundrum and, you know, I'm of the belief that what makes me me is information. And just like if I wrote an AI routine and I could fit it on a floppy disk or USB stick or something like that, and I go insert david.bat, <laughs> and I put this AI routine on a computer and it runs for a while and it's conscious and it has a self-awareness and all that and things. Now, if I, if I copy that, uh, if, I, if, I, if I stop the program and I, I, I move it to a different location on the network and then start it up there, I feel like that is a continuous... Um, existence for that consciousness. It never died. It was never destroyed, whatever. It simply moved because it's just data. But then, of course, like you say, if you make two copies of it by accident and one of them gets started back up, now you have two of them. Now, I think, again, because I firmly believe that what makes me is um, information, I think that I would be okay with them telling me, hey, you know what? Something went wrong. Your body didn't get destroyed. You already made it to uh, London. And as long as I knew that was true, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just a, a, a you know, a mistake. Uh, I've only existed. I've only existed for ten seconds. That's not going to affect my, you know, overall. Right. But know. what if it was days or a week later that they right now that that becomes a little bit different. <laughs> Why because, does it matter? Why does well, the time frame? The level matter? of divergence is, I think, what matters. Well, my my big question about that is. You know, what about cases of amnesia? Like if somebody has amnesia, you know, and they've lost most of their memory or all of their memory, or conversely, if you have kind of a sci-fi universe where they could implant completely different memories, like uh, the, the classic sci-fi uh, movie uh, Blade Runner. To me, like, because memories change over time, because you can lose your memories, like there's a lot of stuff from my childhood I don't remember anymore, but I, I know I used to remember some mm -hmm. of it, you know. Um, to me, 
what makes me me, my identity, is the point of consciousness here, my perspective, seeing and feeling and thinking and everything. And that's as closest as I can get to something that is me. And the, the information just sort of a possession I carry around, just like my body and my clothing and stuff like that. So, so, I, so I totally the, get where David's coming from, but I entirely agree. <laughs> I do too, a hundred percent. So here's the thing I can't get past, and maybe you guys can 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 talk me through this. So if I am sitting right here, and let's say that whole Star Trek transporter thing exists, and we're just gonna do a short distance transport, we're gonna instead of transporting me, we're just gonna clone me and I'm gonna appear right here next to me. So when the the transporters instant instantaneously snap, bam, right? There's a clone of me sitting right next to me that was created in a matter of a millisecond. And I'm still here. Like, my eyes still see out. My brain's still processing the input of these eyes. And it's not processing the input of those eyes. <laughs> right. That is a different person. That is not me. So that's the problem. That's the thing I can't get past. Because you, ha if you shut this down, the the input-output to this world goes away. Well, yeah, and I... it's just it's just a matter of... It's a gray area, I think, for me. It's it's a matter of, of, of the amount of time of divergence. Like you have the two different copies, and like how long they are separate and begin their own lives kind of solidifies. I mean, there's no one right answer. Like whether is it five right. seconds, five hours, yeah, five yeah, days? Sure, sure. You know, I don't know. But uh, I guess so. Can we all agree that if consciousness stops in one place and restarts in another place? And the other one never starts back up again. Then that is a continuation of the same person. No, I, I don't even. <laughs> I don't I, even think yeah, that's I don't the know. Because <laughs> we have dreamless sleep, right? And people go into comas where they, you know, they may sense what's going on around them or have dreams or whatever. But sometimes we have dreamless sleep, or we, just, you know, consciousness just cuts out. No, and so we I already kind of have those blips, you know. <laughs> what I mean is like. Mike's original transporter analogy, like transporting from Dallas to London, and it happens in an instant. My body is immediately right. disintegrated while my clone arrives in London. In this case, there is no continuation of this body at all. Yeah, it's about 34 milliseconds between here and there. <laughs> but <laughs> over the fiber. <laughs> but my memories and my consciousness and my body and stuff lives on as a perfect duplicate copy somewhere else. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that um, as long as I know it's going to work that way. And there's no chance of, you know, me waking back up and then them having to come terminate me, you know, <laughs> chase yeah. you down. And, um, so run, okay, run. So I, I think that is, that that's kind of a, this is a great place to segue into the next piece of this. And that is this whole concept of, um, okay, you, what you say sounds interesting. I don't agree with it <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't sound like Craig does either, but let's, let's think about this perspective. So Let's say that we come up with a new technology and we have a way to replace your brain atom by atom. Let's make say it's neuron by neuron or something like that, right? And we can replace your brain neuron by neuron with some, you know, like robotic, you know, um, what's the word? Non-biological, I guess is what I'm mm -hmm. looking for, uh, component, right? Right. And so you get some brain Nanites. Damage. Nanites. There you go. Star Trek. <laughs> yes. So you Everything get, will be solved with nanites. Yeah. Um, and I think they had those in Doctor Who. They called them, I can't remember what they called them, but uh, it was uh, the kid with the mask and all that. Yeah. So, um, are you my mommy? Yeah. Are you my mommy? <laughs> oh, that scares yeah. my oldest was, son so bad. It, it, was, it, it scared me. 
Okay, so let's say that David's in a car accident and a piece of his brain, like, you know, the size of like, the, I don't know, the top of a cap for a water bottle is damaged. And so we have to replace that with nanites. And so is David still David when he, when he wakes up from that surgery and he's all back with his family and everything? Is, is he still my brother or is he some new creature? Assuming it works yeah. correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a 100% perfect copy. And I'm still the same person. And all of your memories and everything are still intact and all that, right? Yep. So, and so I'm not so sure. You're not so sure. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is where things get really hairy because our bodies are always doing this. We, we mentioned this earlier, like every, supposedly every seven years, all your, you know, the molecules in your body are cycled out, you know, because you're eating and excreting and all that, you know, fun biological stuff. And um, we're already kind of doing this all the time. Right. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's, there's but I some think argument for a lot on, of people. On, uh, no, sorry, I was just there's a little bit of lag in the Zoom, but I think yeah. there's a little bit of argument over like not all your cells regenerate at the same speed and all that. But I think sure. we can all agree that it does because ha- I know there's people on the podcast going seven years is probably not the right number. Well, whatever. Right. But it does right. happen over some period of time, right? Like the, yeah. every cell in your body, if you live long enough, is most likely going to get replaced by a new one. Right. I mean, a lot of people would have a real problem with like, well, my whole brain is replaced by some kind of technological monstrosity or nanites or whatever, um, or I'm just completely disintegrated and recreated somewhere else through a transporter. Like they would say, that's not me. But the reality is your body's kind of doing this. We're just a stream of matter and energy and, and information all kind of going back and forth. So uh, I know we talked about this earlier, but there's a philosophical um, experiment, well, thought experiment or whatever, with the, I'm sure a lot of uh, people will have heard of it. It's called the ship of Theseus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- for those who are not familiar with it, the idea is the ship, you know, we're talking about a, a ship from thousands of years ago. Yeah, like an old Viking ship or something. Yeah, like, so, you know, as it goes out to sea and it gets damaged here and there and they replace a plank of wood here and there. And over time, perhaps after several years, they've replaced every piece of wood on the ship. Ship still looks exactly the same. Still has the same name painted on it. Same name. It <laughs> yeah. still has this continuity, like you can track where where the ship has mm-hmm. been through all this time. But at the end of the day, is it the same ship or not? And it's kind of the same concept. So, for my opinion, for people is, that live in the south, the um, the the anecdote is: um, I've had this same broom for ten years. I've changed the the handle and the head. 50 times in those 10 years, but I've had the same broom for 10 years. Right. right. Same, same, same <laughs> concept, a little simplified. Yeah. Swapping those two pieces. So I want to bring up um, a discussion point. So um, hopefully maybe when you're editing this, you can throw some pictures up or something. There was an episode of Doctor Who back in the 1980s, and it was called Fort Doomsday. Now, for those who haven't seen it, uh, there's basically a big ship coming with these uh, people from a planet called Arbanca and... They have this technology that can take a, a, a humanoid organic being, clone them into an android, and uh, to copies all the brain patterns and everything. And then, of course, they dispose of the uh, your body when you're done, right? And, of course, uh, their, their goal when they get to Earth, it's supposedly in four days, mm-hmm. is they're going to do this to all the humans on Earth because they think they're doing... That's a favor. A favor by doing this. So, so to the board, by the way. <laughs> and so in the show, 
Um, the, you know, the doctor and his companions are mortified by this when they discover that that's what their actual goal is. In fact, they had already kidnapped Nyssa and uh, started the process on her, and they go, you know, rescue her from being, you know, converted. What's interesting, of course, is already several of these androids walking around that they've made friends with throughout the entire series or the entire episode, and they don't seem to think of them as any less human, even though they're now androids because uh, they didn't reveal they were androids at, at the very beginning of the show. Anyway, my thinking is, you know, I would love that. Our bankins come to <laughs> Earth. Yes, please convert Sign my body. Because those androids had been alive for thousands of years on the ship. They never aged. They never got sick. They still had their perfect consciousness and memories were all preserved. I would love that. Please and, upgrade you know, my meat sack. Yeah, well, they called it the well, flesh time. So, and, and so, the... well, so let me ask you a question, David, because this is this is really this is fast. This is a fascinating thought process because I honestly don't see that as being much different than the Cybermen or the Borg. The only difference is is that they want to control you, right? Mm. But let's assume that the Borg came to America, or <laughs> I mean, not America, Earth. Let's say <laughs> that the Borg came to Earth. And they said, hey, David, we want to upgrade you. We want to make you a Borg. And we're going to let you still be in control of yourself, but but we're doing you a favor because our technology within the Borg will continue to regenerate your flesh and your brain and all of that, and you'll live thousands and thousands of years with your Borg upgrade. Um, would you be in favor of that? <laughs> you know, that's a really tough one to answer because there's a lot of ambiguity in what you, you just asked. Because, uh, first of all, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to imagine myself as a Borg you know, like huge. I can totally example. see it. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know that I would necessarily like that existence because I wouldn't really be exactly like me. the The analogy I gave with the Doctor Who episode: when your conversion is done, you it's don't an exact really, duplicate. It's exact duplicate. You don't look any different. You don't act any different. You don't feel any different. Where being a Borg, I don't know that I would want to be a Borg. Uh, you know, have hoses and crap all, <laughs> all over even everything. I'd have to think about. Well, okay. So let me ask you this then. So We'd I was all just be listening. Slightly paler than we are now. <laughs> yes, We're still yes, pretty we... pale. But <laughs> we we have all the white makeup on. <laughs> hint, yeah. So so let me ask this question then. So um, if you are um, okay, so but on on the way over here, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, the most recent one that has Neil deGrasse Tyson on it. So I think that's from a few weeks ago. I just hadn't listened to it yet. And um, one of the things that Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about, or maybe it was Joe was talking about, is that they are working on this thing at, at Elon Musk's company called Neuralink, where they can plug the internet directly into your brain. And so you would just think what about anything wrong? and you'll, you'll know the answer to it, right? Yeah, what could go wrong with this? And so, so David, if we were to offer you that upgrade where you could just plug the internet into your brain, and again, it's not like a you have to look it up like you're looking it up on a screen in your head. You just know the answers to everything. Would you take that upgrade? Yeah. And then are so. you still you? Is that still David Murray after the upgrade? Um, I think that a closer analogy to that might be like a, a, um, on Star Trek, like the Trill, when they get their, their worm implanted in there. You know, oh, symbian, the, symbian implanted. Symbian, yeah. Because they kind of become a different person because now they have all this extra knowledge. But they didn't lose When anything. they had that trial episode. Do you remember that episode where Dax I, is I put do. on trial? Yeah. And that it's for, for a crime that, exactly, that she didn't commit. Right. That Curzon committed. Yeah. Um, and so they play with this concept of identity. It's like, well, the memories of Curzon 
and really this this other biological part of Curzon Dax is still hanging around in the Dax symbiote. But then Jadzia is completely innocent of this. Like she's a yep. new person. And the way I think Cisco, the way Cisco puts it, um, or maybe it was, um, I don't remember who, who said it, but I think Cisco was kind of defending her. But it was, um, I'm sure everybody will correct me for getting the episode wrong in the comments. But, um, but the idea was like, he's like, well, no, it's, it's a brand new being. Like when, when Dax um, became part of Jadzia and their consciousnesses merged and their memories combined, we have a whole new being that is neither Jadzia nor Dax nor even Curzon Dax, right? There is some continuity between all three of them, but this is a separate being entirely. And I love, I love one of my favorite episodes because it plays with all of this. You know, uh, you it's know, it's really concept. interesting. I, I kind of wish I had watched that episode before this because that's a really that's a that's a really deep thought provoking um, episode. So a similar episode would be from Voyager. It was called uh, Tuvix, where Tuvok and uh, yes Neelix are merged Neelix. into one being, and then he doesn't want to go back once they figure out a way to reverse the process again like, through a transporter a accident. Yeah. Which maybe they should just get rid of the transporters so they can stop creating all these clones and combining yeah. chimeras. The, the transporters are evil death machines. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Always. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not fond the way they portray transporters because it, you can go through so many different episodes between Next Generation and, and Voyager and Deep Space Nine and all these weird things. And uh, there's a lot of inconsistency in the way that they work because yeah you know i'll give you an example like the one where they turn the crew of the enterprise into kids um you know because they're like oh well it some little thing was taken out of their right so i'm like well the transporter does, shouldn't be reconstructing you from genetic material it should just be reconstructing you from literally like matter like the day the day, it, like an image like you scanned an image and, exactly and, and it's, whatever. it's like a it's like a particle scanner I, this is the exact problem that i had with the episode where barclay mm. could see like creatures inside the transporter stream it's like yeah. that's not how transporters work or shouldn't be <laughs> Should, how they well, work yeah shouldn't be how and, they work and, and that, that whole episode was also confusing i'm like well it's supposed to be information so i had like a couple of problems with that same, same sort of issue that david's saying like all right, well, if they're going back to being, they, they were kids and then we we ran them through the transporters and now they're adults, um, the reverse should be able to be true, right? They should be Absolutely. able to take a snapshot of your body when you're 20 and they'd be like, hey, you're 25 now. Do you want to go back to your 20 year old body? And be like, sure. Well, but they at the sort same of time, covered that concept. I mean, I didn't do it, but they sort of covered that concept in the Next Generation episode where Scotty was stuck in the transporter buffer for, you know, 20 well, or 30 years. Right. It, was like a, it was almost like a storage medium at that point. Well, right. That, that's a little different what Craig was saying. Craig's basically saying they could use the transporter as essentially the fountain of youth. And the oh, funny right, part right, is, right, right, right. Okay. Right. I found it inconsistent because, you know, you go to that episode, what was it? Uh, it was a movie called Insurrection where there was this, they found that planet that could sustain people for as youth. Right. Uh, for young people indefinitely because of the rings around the planet or whatever. And it was such a big deal because everybody wanted it. And I'm like, well, they should already have that. Just use your transporter. transporters <laughs> back right. in an earlier right. episode, you know, and nobody seemed to care after everybody wanted to get <laughs> old again. I'm like, why would Picard want to get old again? You know, <laughs> that's not how people would really be. I guarantee you, I'm only 46, and I'm already wishing I could step into the transporter oh, yeah. 20 again. Oh, my God. Me too. Yeah, uh, totally. Me too. I can only imagine. But the other when problem I'm with that episode is like, even, and maybe they addressed this, I don't know, but even if they were like, okay, we're going to change you from age 12 back to age 30 or whatever. Um, 
wouldn't you lose all your memories? Like if they're doing an exact duplicate of where the transporter kind of did a, a hard drive save, right? Of what your body looked, well, your brain and your memories are, sorry, they're part of your body. Um, and this yeah. gets into like mind-body dualism, which I think, <laughs> you know, at least far as the memory part we know isn't true. We may not understand consciousness. Maybe there's something quote mystical or mysterious about that, but <laughs> at least as far as our yeah. memories, that's, that's kind of hard coded in your, in your brain cells. And yeah, I would neurons. agree. So, I mean, you know, they're basically trying to say the transporter is rebuilding you from genetic instructions. That's why the body is now younger or older because it's missing some key. Well, um, you know, that doesn't seem conducive to being able to copy brain patterns if it's trying to regrow your brain from, you know, genetic information. So, like I said, big plot hole there, not very scientifically yeah. accurate. I mean, just fun episode, but like a lot of Star Trek episodes right. that we could talk about. There's, there's a lot of serious, fantasy involved. <laughs> serious flaws. <laughs> Lots of fantasy in there for sure. Okay, well, I think um, it's time to move on sort of to the next uh, piece of this topic. And um, so that is... Uh, this whole concept of that we, we we started it sort of and then we kind of moved away, but now we're going to come back. And that is the whole we play, replaced a piece of David's brain with this um, device. These nan what did you call them uh, nanites? Right. Okay. So the que the question that I have is, how much of David's brain do we have to replace with those nanites before David's not David anymore? And let's assume for a second that what we're actually doing behind the scenes, but we're not going to talk about this yet, but what we're doing behind the scenes is we're actually collecting all of the pieces of David's brain and freezing them <laughs> and storing them so we could reassemble them at some oh. point later. So, so David's not going away, but yeah. So let's say that we replace all your neurons, one neuron at a time over a period of time, whether it's five minutes or 15 years, at some point your entire original brain is gone. It's in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Where when did you stop being David and when did you start being the new, new the new creature? Well, like I said, with my philosophy of my um, continuing consciousness and in being information, um, I never stopped being David. Um, so who's in my freezer? A copy. No, you're the copy. <laughs> well, a copy. I mean, you can have two copies, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, so... Okay, so let's let's add a little bit more flavor to that. And Craig, I cannot wait to hear your opinion on this. It'd be an outdated copy, by the way, because some of the information stored in the frozen brain would be... Sure. What if uh, along the way, so we're making a copy of your brain neuron by neuron and, and replacing it one neuron at a time. And then, uh, but what I was actually doing is I was taking your brain and I was putting chunks of it in the freezer, but I was also making a second copy and storing it in my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'd be decomposing in your books. No, 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 no. These are the these, these, these are the nanite version. I have, a, oh. I have a third copy okay. of your brain that's a nanite version that's that I'm keeping up to date. Every time I take another sample of your neuron, I, I bring that one's all he, its memories and everything. He loves you so much. He wants uh, two backups to, of you, David. Two backups of David. His yeah. original juicy flesh brain <laughs> and some more and nanites. A nanite version. So, or which one of those, Craig? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Craig because I want to get his opinion. Like, Craig, which one of these, David? is the real David or are any of them anymore? So, I mean, you, you'd put me in the hot seat, right? I, I, know, I don't want to give the away answer. the, the punchline. It's the line. one that, that it's when it gets to eight neurons, they can't, we can't go past that. Right, because it's, it's the apic guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to, I didn't want to say this until the end of the episode, but like my solution to this um, is, 
you know, is that our whole concept of identity, of personal identity is just flawed to begin with. Like, I think that's a real pot. We're not, we're not just a point of consciousness. Um, we haven't talked about this yet, but you have split brain patients where you can take a brain and you cut the corpus callosum. And this was done for, because of uh, the polio disease and stuff like that. Yeah. Thank God for people vaccines. That, people that had seizures um, and all kinds of stuff. Yep. Right. And so they did experiments where, um, and you mentioned this earlier, where, you know, uh, one side, if you hold up, you know, uh, a hand over your eye, one side could see and respond to stimuli, but the other side couldn't. Um, it looks like, from what we know, that the brain can easily be, be split to two conscious well, so, beings, so there's basically. A, there, you're and right, so and, but there's, there's a problem with that. There's a, there's a problem with that, though, and that is that some pieces of your brain, and I can't remember which all ones they are, but I think like the the vision center is like only in one side of your brain, um, which sure. is why the guy could only see if you, you know, like if you covered one eye, he couldn't see because the other side doesn't have a vision center. Um, so so you know it wouldn't be exactly two copies because one of them would have more functionality and lesser functionality right. depending on which you know. Yeah, that that part is different, but my point is it looks like consciousness itself is just based on do you have a group of neurons or something that simulates neurons like you know uh nanites or robotics or something like that and they're processing things in a certain way and you can break that up into independent chunks that don't communicate with each other in which case maybe you have a bunch of separate little consciousnesses or you can stick them back together so in david's case it's like well none of them None of them and all of them were, were David, not to sound overly Buddhist, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the copy in your drawer and the copy in your freezer, they're all David-like. They all have properties of David and his personal history and his memories. Um, but now they've been copied and split apart. And we know also neurons do, we do actually grow new neurons. The idea that I, I think that the idea that your brain new cells pathways, never regenerated, yeah. that was you know, completely, um, that's been completely disproven. Like you do actually create new brain cells. So that's already happening and just at a biological level. So it's, well, my way of viewing it is like identity is just, it's kind of a nice abstract concept for what Mike makes Mike and David, but it's not I, an absolute. I think, Craig, that is, that is absolutely incredibly fascinating. And I'll tell you why, because if you think about like us as individuals, like we all have this individual consciousness, <clears throat> consciousness. I also feel like that, like the world or society has a collective consciousness too, right? Because like we make decisions as like all of our individual cells come together and make this Mike Murray and I make decisions. All of these individual right. people come together and make decisions too. And, and not all of them necessarily agree. Like, like I, I think if I had to chop my hand off, you know, because it was had cancer on it or something, like all the little cells in there wouldn't be very happy that they were getting cut, cut off and tossed away, right? Um, but so is, is society as a whole, is that just another consciousness? Is it just another layer of abstraction higher? Yeah, I, I've wondered about that too. Yeah. But I'm going to throw a little wrench in your, yeah. your thing. And this kind of agrees <laughs> with what Craig was saying about all three versions are David, because I can give you a similar example. What if I had a time machine here and I could go back in time and grab David from 10 years ago and David from 20 years ago and bring them all in the same room? There's three Davids. Which one is the real David? They're all David, but they're not the same. That's fascinating. Well, I kind of yeah. feel like that 
about my childhood self or my teenage self or my, yep. you know, yep. my 26 and, you know, year old self or the early part of my marriage and having kids. I'm a very different person now. I'm, there is certain yep. personality traits that I've kept since childhood and stuff like that. But I'm, um, and I see this with my own kids. Like it's a very, you know, Joshua who's 21 now is very different from Joshua at 14 or Joshua at four. And of course we all see this, but we just, we take that label Joshua and we just stick it on this continuing yeah. process that is our friend or our kid or our sibling or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, like our belief system changes over time too, whether it's politics or religion or just, we learn some new piece of information. I'm glad we've, how... we've never changed our beliefs in this no. room. So. <laughs> and so, so like if you brought the David from um, 20 years ago, you like, you probably wouldn't have the same religious or political beliefs. Right. So you're right. He is a completely different person from that perspective because, you know, you've changed so differently, like, like the, the, the pathways in your brain have completely been reorganized. And so that's, that's, that's sort of fascinating. I have a lot more life experience. I have wisdom, um, hopefully <laughs> different, you know, my body's obviously different, um, you know, and, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Things like that. And yet Guide there's me, still uh, like something just recognizable as David from all those years since yeah. we were kids. Um, I think my personality has remained more or less the same over, you know, my lifetime, you know, what I feel like is right and wrong and what I have compassion for and don't have compassion for and things like that. Um, you know, so certain aspects of my personality are the, this have been the same, but yes, like vast amounts of my, uh, personality are different. Um, especially things that are learned, learned behaviors. Yeah. Yeah, like David today eats broccoli. Ten-year-old David would rather die than eat broccoli. You know, <laughs> so things like that. You know, <laughs> um, I would rather die. The important than eat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's interesting. So, so I, for those who don't know, I mean, I feel fairly comfortable. The Geek sharing Bits this. podcast is in no way denouncing broccoli. We all support. Yeah, broccoli. yeah, and in, in no way denouncing <laughs> broccoli or or any kind of religion. But I'm personally not. Um, um, I don't really have any religious beliefs. Let's 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 just leave it at that. And um, but I know Craig, you've done a lot of like really soul searching and and thoughts on kind of like ancient uh, philosophy and religion and, and things like that. And I know you've d done a lot of research and and um, I don't know. I want to use the word messing around, but that's not the right word uh, or set of no words, I get exploration. That's philosophically. Tinkering. Yeah, with like Buddhism and things like that. And I know you feel like there's probably a more spiritual side of things where I probably don't. I just wonder what, what you think about that as, as far as this topic goes. Yeah, I, I mean... Did a giant can of worms? <laughs> no, no, I don't I don't think so. And I, I have to... I have to just kind of give, you know... Give myself a little bit of out that I'm... Um, I consider myself a Buddhist, but I'm a very secular Buddhist. So I don't, for example, I don't believe in reincarnation. <laughs> Totally fine if you believe in reincarnation. Oh, well, you're going to love my next uh, topic then. <laughs> Buddhist, you know, old ancient versions of Buddhism or Tibetan Buddhism still believe in like various heavens and hells and angels and stuff like that. But the, the Buddhism that I've, you know, worked with, it kind of gets to the core of a lot of these concepts of identity. You know, I've, most of what I've studied is Zen. And there, there's some mystical elements of Zen, but a lot of it is kind of questioning all of this, like that. The assumption that you, Mike, are an individual, a discrete, conscious, individual identity, and David is a separate one, and these can't be duplicated or split apart, or and they're, you know, this is where you kind of get the idea of the immortal soul. You feel like you're just this never-ending process, right? That's going to keep 
floating around. You're, you're you. Buddhism and especially Zen throws all that into question. It questions those assumptions that there's a specific identity of Mike Murray or, or Craig Bowes. I don't know if you want me That's to dig any deeper into into that, but it it tears well, that whole thing a new one. <laughs> it it does it does, and so okay, so there's another concept. I was uh, this is an, uh, another thing from from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was listening to, and and I think a lot of people are exploring this right now in science. Nobody really knows, so it's all theoretic uh, theoretical, right? But this whole concept of a multiverse, right? And so um, right. It could be that there are an infinite number of universes. This is just one of them. And um, and then in those different universes, we're all tiny bit different. Or you might be the same. You might be exactly the same. But something else about the universe is different, right? Um, and then, you know, um, if that's the case, that means there's an infinite number of copies of Craig. There's an infinite number of copies of Craig that think that, you know... Uh, Jesus is the way to go, and there's an infinite number of copies of Craig that thinks that Buddhism is the way to go, and there's an infinite number right. of copies of Craig that don't believe in anything. And so if that's true, how does the self, how does the conscious self of what we think about of us, how do we fit into that? Because it's just going to be our own perception from our Well, I, mean, I, I wanted to hear it from Craig's like, like ph philosophical point of view with, the, with I, his Buddhism. I'm afraid I'm going to I'm going to have to quote the greatest uh, you know book of Buddhism. Um, it's this little thing called Rick and Morty. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> so <laughs> not, yeah, not Buddhism, but Rick and Morty plays with this a lot. Where um, early on, they um, they screw up a whole universe. You know, Rick and Morty are portaling from yeah. one universe to the other, and there's all these copies of themselves. Um, and but Rick is the Rickest Rick there is, and everything. And, I remember this. But episode. at one point, C one thirty eight is the, the, or one thirty seven is it? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, the correct universe that they come from, that Morty actually yeah. comes from. But there's one where they screw up, and everybody's these blobs with tentacles and everything yeah, like that. I, I, yeah. And Rick's like, "Well, I've I've got you know I can only do this a certain number of times, but I've got a fix for this." And they just go to another universe where they have already died. Rick and Morty had just yeah. had died seconds before. And they just bury their old bodies it took their and took their places. Yeah, yeah. And then totally a later episode, <laughs> Morty actually tells his sister, he's like, um, you know, you're off to save Rick, but the, the Rick that's really your grandfather's dead in the backyard. And she's like, he tells her what happened. She's like, you're not my brother. And he's like, I'm better than your brother. I'm the brother that chose you. Don't worry about anything. Oh. Let's watch TV. <laughs> Oh, I forgot yeah. all about that, that. That I mean, I remember the episode, but I forgot about them them burying their. <laughs> their that was the certain, you know, again, like, certainly. Yeah, they've had some very yeah, interesting philosophical mm -hmm. episodes, and that was certainly one of them. And you know, it started off as a funny comedic thing with the whole like love potion and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But right. you know, at the end, they presented a very valid philosophical, you know, thinking point or thought thought experiment or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, so yeah. Yeah, and, and to Morty, it doesn't matter. He's like, okay, well, my sister is also back on the old planet fighting the, the blob things, the, the Cronenbergs. I kept trying to remember what yeah, those yeah, were called, the yeah. Cronenbergs. And, um, but then my sister is also sitting here in the living room with me watching TV, and it doesn't matter. She still looks like the, my sister. She has my sister's memories. You know, she acts the same. Um, it just doesn't matter. 
and they play with that a lot like you know who's who's the real grandkids and the real Beth you know they cloned Beth at one point yeah they, they uh well Futurama has um two contradictory episodes one where they uh, it's called the Parabox episode Farnsworth Parabox they go to all the different uh boxes that go into the different universes but in an earlier episode where Fry wants to do all these fun things and they take him to do all, you know, he gets his hands bit off by T-Rex or whatever and he blows up a planet and all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, let's take you to the edge of the universe to see the the, um, the alternate universe. And they see the, the cowboy hat versions of themselves at the other end of the universe waving back at them. And Fry asks the professor, I said, are there an infinite number of universes? He says, nope, just the two. And <laughs> Fry's like, well, I guess that's enough. You know, but uh, yeah, apparently everybody in the alternate universe wears cowboy hats, and that's the only difference. But like I said, that's in contradictory to to the, to the other episode. Anyway, I don't even know how we get off on talking about <laughs> this. But uh, Futurama uh, was the original Rick and Morty. Futurama yeah, did it yeah. first. <laughs> I do think Rick and Morty is way better, though. That's just my opinion. I'm sure I'll get lots of hate mail over that. <laughs> Although this latest season's so, not been the greatest, I wanted to bring. I had one more talking point on my list, and um, it's not exactly the same thing, but it is an interesting talking point. So there was an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It was called "Up the Long Ladder," and a lot of things happened in this episode. But one of the things is they ended up on this planet that was uh, colonized entirely by clones, and they had been uh, because they they had a shipwreck there hundreds of years ago, and and they had been they'd only had like six. Five or six, I can't remember how many, a handful of survivors. They didn't have enough genetic uh, variety to reproduce as a society, so they just keep cloning themselves. And, of course, the problem they ran into as, you know, the, uh, the generations have gone by is they've got uh, uh, degradation in the, the, the genetic material because each copy is not perfect. Right. And, and so they're wanting a fresh infusion of genetic material from the Enterprise and Nobody on the Enterprise volunteers to allow themselves to be cloned. And Riker is particularly upset about this. And he says, you know, one William T. Riker is unique and special. But if there's a hundred or a thousand, then that, you know, he considers that to basically make him worthless for some reason, which I totally vehemently disagree with. And as we mentioned earlier, the irony there is later on in a later episode, we find out he actually is already cloned from a transporter (laughs) (laughs) malfunction. But, um... But anyway, I just wanted to say that, you know, that episode has always bothered me because I felt like if they had approached me and said, hey, David, can we have, can we clone you? Like, why should I care? Sure. Take, take my genes. I don't mind. It's not much different than having a biological twin or even having children that share at least some of your I don't know. I I have to tell you, I see the Riker side of it though, because, and and it's the same thing that I was kind of hinting at with the, this thought of the multiverse earlier and the fact that there's many, many, many copies of you or possibly many, many copies of you. And what makes me, Mike Murray, unique is really that I'm I'm the only one, right? And that, like I said, all of my data inputs and outputs are, are right here in, in front of me. And if all of a sudden there's millions of them, you know, like, are all those other ones going to go start their own podcast? And <laughs> right. Geek Bits number two and three and four or five? I mean, like, like I mean, well, I don't know. That's but, kind of the... The point of Rick and Morty again, going back to them is like Rick's answer to this is like it's all meaningless. There is no special thing. I mean, it may, he it, says it may he's very the Rick, well be. Rick, but he's like you know, <laughs> at one point one of the other Ricks is like holding his his daughter, his second um, granddaughter um, Beth, his second Beth from the 
the universe that he popped into because the old one got Cronenberg. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm going to kill your granddaughter, Beth. And he's like, that's not even my original Beth. You're, you're using <laughs> Monopoly money, you know? And that's yeah. kind of the point. Like it's, it's a very yeah. nihilistic um, series. Like it's basically that nothing matters. There's no meaning to anything. There is no value to Mike's or David's or Craig's because there's so many of them. And I, well, and, and you know, if there I, is I a don't multiverse, that, with that seems but, true. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> yeah. if you have the ability to travel between them. Yeah. So I, I'm curious, like, why would you, like, when I think about the whole cloning thing and nobody wants to be part of it, but you're David, David is like, yes, sign me up. I want to be cloned, right? right? Well, I think about that from a perspective of, well, that might be interesting if I was going to be, my, uh, my consciousness was going to go into a clone and I could live forever kind of thing and I keep learning and keep growing and explore the universe and all that. But in their particular case, that's not what's happening. It's basically just, hey, take some of my genetic material and make some more people to populate your planet. And then that person's, you know, well, first, it's, it's like, uh, okay. it's like, why did we have to, to quit swinging from vines and trees as monkeys and become humans so that I have to freaking get up and go to work every day, right? Now I got to have 500 copies of me that I have to get up and go to work every day. Okay, so, you know, <laughs> my view on that is, you know, if I were Riker, uh, you know, uh, well, I, I guess I wouldn't exactly be Riker because I'd have a different opinion. But if I were first officer of the Enterprise. You'd so be and- Jordy. Come on now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or Data. Or, or Wesley, maybe. I don't know as much as I hate to say it. But, but anyway, so, okay, so they're going to take my, my genetic material make a bunch of clones of me, but I'm still staying on the Enterprise. We're leaving. I'm probably never coming back to this planet again. I'm never even going to see these clones. They're not going to interfere with my life. Nobody I know is likely ever going to encounter one. Um, so from my perspective, it, it literally has almost zero effect on my life however it is propagating my genetic material much like we are driven to have offspring that's that's you know how um nature works you have a legacy you you know and um you know so i would i would feel like okay you know and especially if something happened to me like if i died or whatever i would feel like it wouldn't exactly be me still living on that planet but it would almost be like i have a bunch of twin brothers or or whatever uh, that are pretty darn close to me backup backup you bros. Know, he's got some backup you know bros. That it's like it like like craig says my legacy i feel like i'd be leaving something of myself behind uh and they're going to continue to get cloned for generation after generation after generation so long after i'm dead they're still going to be david's um on this planet and uh they're they're going to be pretty similar to me not exactly they won't have the same life experiences but they'll be pretty similar i would i would receive some sort of comfort from that um you know so again, I have, obviously I have very different opinions since not a single person on the Enterprise, which is like thousands of people on there, volunteered their genetic material. So I guess I'm just the weird one. I, so, I, I, right, so and I, I liked how Picard just assumed like, you're, or Picard or Riker, like you're going to get the same answer from everybody. Did you go out and have Counselor Troy take a poll <laughs> to see if they'd help these poor clones out? I don't think so. She's not doing anything else. We can... And then there's the morally ambiguous scene where Riker goes and phasers his clone and kills it. Oh, I don't find that ambiguous at all. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of dark, man. He's like, I'm just going to kill these clones, you know. I'm going to have to go back and watch this episode. I, I know I've seen it, um, but uh, it's I've, I've, it's been a long, long time. So I might tonight, when I go to, to go to bed, watch this episode. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so Craig, I'm, I'm I want to know, David, would like, you, would you be cloned? Um, in, in that scenario, uh, in that tr- scenario, probably I would be fine with it. Like they're, they're in a very, um, um, what's the, what's the word advanced society, right? They're a technologically yeah. morally advanced society. They're, they're a little dry, but you know, my clones are not going to be, you know, living in some hellscape or, or something like yeah. that. I would feel, yeah. you know, some kind of, yeah, and I, I, I don't do know, think that's familial obligation. I do, I do. I definitely think that's important. Like, if someone were to say, "Hey, David, we're going to clone you, and then we're going to take your your clone and put it in some like awful place that's going to have to endure to live," you know, like some miserable existence, I'd be like, "No, no." Because I don't wish that on anybody. On anybody, much, much right? Less Whether, right. Clones or not. myself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like that society. I mean, it it seemed like it was, as you say, it was it was advanced and civilized, and and you know, I wouldn't have a problem with yeah. it. Well, guys, yeah, um, we have we've kind of reached the end of our time for today's podcast. Is there any other major things that we don't need to touch on um, before we go? No, I don't think so. I think I think we hit most of the big topics that I wanted to hit. It's a fascinating conversation, and I have a feeling that it, that we'll get a ton of comments on it, which I'm looking forward to. And maybe we'll revisit the topic someday and explore some of yeah, the yeah. We could uh, do five shows on it, <laughs> probably, because I can think of at least ten more things to talk about around this topic. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll close this out. So, thanks, guys, for listening, and girls, um, and androids, and monkeys, and creatures from other universes, or Skynet, Skynet, or whoever's <laughs> listening to us today for listening to the Geek Bits podcast. Um, if you don't know, we're on video on YouTube. You can find us on uh, Spotify as well as Google Podcasts and iTunes, and pretty much anywhere there's a um, a platform that can be syndicated, uh, we're there. And so, look us up, and uh, we'll see you in the next podcast.